this morning, um, the I guess the Lord this past week was just talking to me about um, being a warrior. And so today's title is The Warrior Within. And uh, um, right now, all around the world, there's a war going on. And I know many people will not admit to that because um, maybe they don't know how to war. Maybe they've never uh, encountered warfare before. Everybody's look on this whole situation is going to be different, especially on what they've had to encounter growing up. You know, um, we've got people that have had to fight to survive. Um, they've grown up, you know, I was listening to this pastor from New York, and he was talking about the different ways of your thoughts and even how people preach and even how people bring forth their word. It's going to be different for everybody, and everybody has a different portion. And he starts talking about how people are hitting the streets of New York, and they're preaching, and they're bringing forth this word, and it's very raw. It's not like a Bible-based, thus saith the Lord kind of preaching. It's like get in your face, Jesus is, is, <laughs> is, is, is coming, and, you know, it's just very raw. And, and it'll hit certain people. For those demographics that need to be hit, it's going to hit certain areas and certain neighborhoods that need to hear that word. Because, you know, the gang member, the person who's involved in drugs, the person who's involved with certain things, they're very raw people. So the way that it comes forth to them is going to be in a raw way sometimes. Um, then you have people that have gone to Bible school, and they're going to come forth with the word differently. So you have different aspects of how you were brought up, um, even your testimony and everything to a now time of where you've been is how you bring forth the word of God. How your passion and your zeal and everything is with the Lord is so different. I know you don't know this about me, but when I was growing up, I was very quiet. And people, they, they laugh because they cannot believe that I was the one quiet all the time. They were like, not you, Alice. You know, I would never see you being this quiet person. And it was so funny because I guess last year, I went to Texas and I, I ran into this person at one of the churches I was ministering at and they, they, they couldn't believe that I was the one ministering. And they were like, I couldn't believe when I saw your name that, that you were the one ministering. You were the quiet one who would always be quiet and not say a word. And, um, and then they saw me minister that day and they were like, wow, we would have never thought. They said, I would have never thought that this is what God was going to do with you. And so um, I, I, the enemy for many years kept my mouth shut. The enemy right now, his goal is to keep your mouth shut. It's to keep you quiet. It's to keep your mouth shut, not say a word, because there's power in what we speak. And so this whole warrior within that the Lord was showing me he was like, I've given you tools and I've given you uh, things in your mouth that you've partaken of throughout the years that now you've come to a state of your life that you put it, you put it to an effect. There's something inside of us that, um, first of all, the battle, it's not, you know, Pete shared this last Sunday, um, it's not with us here. We don't put a face to the enemy. That's what we were taught growing up. Like, you don't put a face to the enemy. You don't ever um, get offended or hurt by people because you're dealing with the spirit. And Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the warfare that we are in, it's not outwardly in the natural lately here we've been seeing it in the natural because we're dealing with this crazy sickness that we know is not from god it's very demonic so this is the warfare i'm talking to you about and so you know many people right now they're going through this confusion they're going through this wrestling in their mind 
of where's God? Is he real? You know, why isn't he showing up? And and they're questioning if God is real. They're questioning if 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 what he speaks is true. And in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you're not filling yourself with the truth and the word of God, then the voices and the whispers that are being told to you are going to be easily agreed with because you're not you're not uh, you're not doing anything of a counteracting of warfare where you're taking the lies and putting them on the back burner and and taking on the truth in your mind and in your spirit you know um our bodies are created to fight we are we were created by god that our bodies automatically go into fight mode when something of an intrusion of sickness comes on your body You can ask any scientist, you can ask any doctor, and they will tell you the same thing, that when sickness comes upon your body, your body goes into a fight mode, and things begin to send signals to your brain and to other organs that want to shut down, that want to just give up, and it's telling it by the brain, don't give up, keep fighting. Where you're going to get better. You're going to start feeling better. There's something that's going to take place. So this, there's this fight within yourself and your body that comes and takes an effect to fight on your behalf because your body inside was created to fight. You, not to die, but to live. So that's why when you cut yourself, I'll just give you a simple example, a scab begins to form and your body automatically knows to heal itself. Right? <laughs> I say all this because, because this past week, there, there's, a, there's, there's, there's this warfare person inside, and we've all talked about love, and we've all known how to love. I think when I was younger, I understood love very well because I had very loving parents who taught me how to love. My dad was one of them. But when you come to the things of God and you're dealing with the spiritual aspect, because we're not fighting against flesh and blood, you're dealing with spiritual things, the Lord with Holy Spirit had to teach me that there was a person inside of how I was created, that there's a warrior inside that was, re- that was ready and, and uh, wanting to come out of me that I never knew before. And, um, and it, I went through a process with the Lord. I first understood first to love myself because Jesus loved me and he created me perfectly. He created you perfectly. You start with yourself and you love yourself because God created such a special being inside of you. Amen. And then as you grow with the Lord, then he begins to take you through this process of your healing, right? And you heal all the stuff you've gone through in your life. Then after you go through that healing process, then the warrior inside of you is dying to come out. Because the Lord says, okay, now you've understood my love. You know that I love you. You know that you love yourself and that you're worthy of living. You're worthy of life. And then you go through a process where it takes you from there to understanding that he's put a warrior inside of you that fights things out in the spirit for you to know how to stand your ground against the demonic forces. So when you get to that point, many people, they miss that point. They miss that part. And so the Lord was speaking to me this past week and people right now, because of everything being attacked in their bodies with sickness, um, you know, I had a, a real crazy experience myself with this same situation. And I just want to be transparent with people. And my dad was in the ho- my dad got sick that we have him in a rehab slash nursing home right now. And um, he got sick on me this past week. And he, you know, I, when we were growing up, my dad was a very strong person. My dad never, ever got sick. It was very rare he got sick. And he used to always tell me, I have Indian blood in me, and Indians don't get sick. That's what he used to say to me. 
<laughs> but he didn't even know what he was saying when he said it, you know? He didn't realize what he was saying, but he would speak that all the time. And my dad was always about, you know, being Indian and having Indian in him. You'd go to his house, he'd have Indians everywhere. Um, like this is, he had a, a chief Indian ring that he wore. He had like four of them he'd wear on his hand. But it was God inside of him speaking to him about the warrior that was inside of him. But he just didn't understand it in a biblical sense of where God was teaching him how to think in his mind. And so I would hear this. And then when I came to know the Lord, I was like, he was right all this time. There's a warrior inside of us that is built and made to have war, but to have victory in the war. Because God's blood gives us the victory over everything, right? So my dad goes this, through this process this past week. And, you know, when, when you're in a warfare state, when you're warring for somebody's life, I was listening to this preacher last night, and he says, you know, when you're in intercession and you're in warfare in the spirit, he says, you come and you step into the shoes of that person who needs the breakthrough. And when you war for them, you war for them as, as, as if it was you that was going through the process that they're going through. And I was like, that's so true. So what happens is my dad, he goes through this process, and I call the hospital, and the hospital says, look, he tested negative for COVID. He tested negative for this, but your dad is very sick. And we don't, he has 24 hours to see if he's gonna make it through. And if I were you, I would go ahead and make my plans to fly down here because this is very severe. They had my dad in ICU. So I'm like, okay, God, you know, my first reaction is like my dad because I love him and I don't wanna see my dad suffer. And so I'm sitting out in the balcony of my apartment and I'm just like, I'm in warfare mode. I'm like, any prayer you can pray, I'm praying it. I was like, how do you want me to pray, God? Do you want me to pray to break the sickness? Like, I'm coming to God, and I'm asking Holy Spirit, how do you want me to pray? What do you want me to say? Because I'm, I'm beckoning to you, Jesus. Whatever your will is, whatever you want to do with my dad, I'm at, I'm at your feet right now. See, when, when love is involved with warfare, it's a whole different picture. Because when you love somebody and you begin to war for them, it becomes, it's like a heightened thing. It's like all of a sudden, things inside of you begin to rise up that you sometimes didn't even know was there. When your kids are sick, something happens to you inside. There's something that comes out of you that you're like, you begin to get in your prayer mode and you pray over your kids because you don't want them to be sick, because you don't want them to go through things. That's why it talks about Jesus being on the throne and, and interceding for us. I can't even imagine how his intercession is if you were to hear it. Because he comes from a place of love, of how he prays over his children. And I don't know about you, but when it comes to your family and your family suffering or going through something, warfare, the warrior inside of you begins to rise up. And you begin to war like, like you've never warred before. Like you're willing to, I mean, you'll become like David, like stripping off the clothes, getting into praise and worship. You're like, God, all I need is just take off this heavy skin. Like, you know what I mean? Like you get into a different place with Jesus because this is how we were built to be. This was, this is the way we, but a lot of the times we shut that part of us down and we're just love, 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 but there's a balance God gives us that not only you're the warrior, but the lover, the two mixed together begins to create somebody spectacular in you that comes out. So my dad's going through this process and they gave us all these bad reports. I'm calling my friends in Texas and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm coming down there, you know, people are already calling for flights for me. And the Lord speaks to me and speaks to my husband. And my husband says, you know, you should wait because your dad may just pull through this. And then I went, I should wait. 
Why am I booking a flight? Why am I doing all this? Why am I agreeing with the enemy? Why am I letting it come in and set it in my mind? Why am I going to agree with it? And the Lord began to speak to me, and the Lord says, no. He says, don't agree with this. He says, you speak the opposite. You get into your prayer closet, and you begin to pray and watch me work. And I was like, okay, God, I can, I can do this. And so, you know, I'm calling my sisters and brother, my brothers, and I'm, and I'm giving them the testimony. And their reaction is like they're all falling apart and they're all crying. And because this is our dad we're talking about, it's somebody special in our lives. And we began to tell each other, look, we need to pray. We need to be in agreement. Like, we need to be in unity over this thing in prayer because unity and prayer will begin to break things. And so we had, like, all kinds of people praying for my dad. And the lady said, well, and you should have heard this nurse. I mean, if you could hear bad news, she had it for me. And I was like, and I, I just felt like when the Lord started speak to, speaking to me something different, I knew that it was the enemy. It wasn't the nurse that I had to be offended with or the nurse that was giving me the diagnosis. It was the enemy attacking my father. He was assaulting my father. It was an infection in his body that was coming and attacking his organs, and his organs were shutting down. And so I just kept speaking life to my dad and life to my dad and life over my dad. And the next morning, I was up like at, we didn't sleep all night. You know, my family was in prayer all night long. And the next morning, um, I got up and I called the hospital like at 5 o'clock in the morning. And the lady said, this is what the lady said. Me and my husband, we had a specific prayer. We prayed for my dad. And he woke up and he said, the nurse said, oh, he's doing so good. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but he's doing so good. He woke up happy this morning asking me for water. He was just so joyful. I mean, I know that was the Lord because, first of all, nurses and doctors don't speak that way. They don't say somebody is joyful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just don't speak that way. But I knew the Lord was comforting me through what she had to tell me the next day about how he woke up. And so I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, you're so good. I just kept thanking him for pulling my dad through because I couldn't be there. My first reaction was I wanted to get on the flight and go, and the Lord said, wait. Give me an opportunity to come in and work. Don't be quick to agree with that, and give me an opportunity to come and heal him. My dad's 88 years old. This sickness in the natural, it sh it, what happened, it's a, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that happened. My brothers and my sisters who don't understand that extension of faith by hearing the word of God. They, they don't understand that. They don't function that way. They were blown away. They were like, please thank everybody who was praying. We got to give thanks to God for bringing our death through. But there's a warrior inside of us. And I really believe right now the Lord is teaching us how to be more bold for the kingdom of God. There's a boldness he's releasing to us that we begin to have a backbone and speak the opposite than what the enemy's wanting us to speak. And in Acts 4.29, it says, And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done. You're through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the, the, when, when Peter prayed this prayer, something happened in the atmosphere. Peter said, give us boldness, God. If you understand where Peter was at at this moment, Peter had just been in jail. He had just gotten arrested because he was speaking, he was preaching the word of God. And that's why he got arrested for being bold about the kingdom of God. 
And then he comes here, and people were, like, all mad and upset and offended and bothered with him because he came in this boldness. And then he comes before the Lord, and he asked the Lord for more, more boldness. You see what I'm saying? He comes before the Lord, and he asks for more boldness, and he says, he says, Oh, Lord, hear their threats, and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through your name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after he does this, he prays unto God for this boldness. After this prayer, the meeting place, it shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the word of God with boldness. You know, some people, they become passive in areas of the kingdom of God. But I promise you, it is not the time for us to be passive with the things of God right now. We've got to become more bold in the things of God. And not everybody's going to understand that or get that. The Lord this morning was beginning to show me that. And he's like, when, you know, when you give up something to do the things of God and it's cost you something of sacrifice, your view is that you will give everything you have. You will lay yourself down on your face and do everything you can so people can be changed and transformed and their mind and their soul and their spirit so that way they can be with him, that he would get the glory, he would get the honor. And sometimes people don't get that because they've never gone through the process of sacrifice. They've never gone through the process of giving up something. I'm here in Ohio. I'm not there with my dad. Guess what? My dad's staying in the home. I could be taking care of my dad right now. That's a sacrifice for me because I have to do what Holy Spirit tells me to do, not what I want to do, but what Holy Spirit is guiding me and leading me to do. And so because of that, because of that, that boldness comes at times and it begins to break things open we're in a spiritual warfare there's things in the region here there's things in our state here that it's long time for it to be broken and for there to be transformation and change and so that way his holy spirit can come back to a city and a state and begin to move and shift just like peter prayed that there was a shaking that happened and they were filled with the holy spirit I pray this morning for the boldness to come on us. I pray this morning that there would be a shaking again and that people would be filled again with the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit is running you, you don't come passively when there's an attack of the enemy. You come in bold and you begin to speak things in authority and you begin to break and bind things and you begin to take land that that belongs to the kingdom of God that the enemy has tried to take. And not everybody's going to get that, but that's okay. Everybody has their portion. Everybody has their way of how they process things. God is processing the body of Christ right now. There's a warrior inside of each and every one of us. Acts 28, 31. Proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Who do you have your confidence in? In him. If it's in him, then you know that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Your boldness comes from that. Where does the faith come from? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, right? Second Corinthians 3.12, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. If you have hope, you should be bold. Period. When you're hopeless, the boldness sometimes isn't there. 
Sometimes we have to say and speak boldness and hope upon a nation and upon people that have lost their hope. When I'm up here, it's not just about me and my kids. I could do meetings at my own house with my, me and my family. But it's for the nations. It's for the cities. It's for the regions. It's for people in this house. It's not just about my house. Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. That's for all of us to grab this morning. All your excuses you give, why well, I can't go preach, I can't go spread about Jesus. I haven't gone to Bible college. I haven't done this, I haven't done that. <laughs> but as long as people recognize that Jesus is in you, that's the part that matters. That they're seeing the fruits and the acts of Jesus coming out of you, that that's what should set in people's spirits, not anything else. When we speak the boldness of things, the darkness, <clears throat> when we speak it through love, the darkness begins to break through in the spirit. Rimahashati. But sometimes people miss it through their carnal thinking. You cannot have a cardinal thinking way and understand the things of the spirit. It does not function together. It's actually at a battle with each other. That's why Jacob had to go through the wrestling. It's like a battle that they, but this is in the spirit. Ramahashati. When, when, you know, I just want to give a moment to the Lord because I don't want to go ahead of myself here. The Lord is showing up very powerfully right now. And I don't care what the media or the news is saying. Because when the attacks come from the enemy, it's because God's going to come and show himself off in the midst. God doesn't come in when, you're, when your pants are full of money, when everything's okay in your family. God shows up when you most need him. God comes in, and be, why? Because he gets the glory and the honor. Because he knows that the impossible that you're dealing with right now, that it's not about us, and it's not about you, about you trying to figure out, or about you trying to make something happen. But when he shows up in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the craziness, and the attacks and all that, then you know to give him honor and glory through that process, because there was no other way it could happen without God. There's no other way that breakthrough could have happened in a situation without his hand being over something. It's just not going to happen. First Peter 2.9. But we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are a royal priesthood. There's a warrior inside of us, and it's wanting to come out, and it's wanting to manifest in the natural. But sometimes we come and we shut that side of us down and say, people are not going to handle it. That's too much for some people. They're not going to be able to contain the, the excitement, the passion. They're not going to be able to contain um, certain things. Not everybody's going to get it. But that's okay because the Lord is going to be glorified in everything that we say and we do. And we only do and we say what the Father tells us to say and do. And as long as we continue to say and do what the Father says for us to do and say, then we're covered by the blood of Jesus. He's got us. You know, when I think about the generals and people that have gone before me, there was a sacrifice they made. Women and men that went before us. There's, oh God, there's like thousands of people. But just to give you a taste of what we've come after, 
is Billy Graham. He was very passionate. When he hit that platform, he wasn't about himself or how he sounded or, or how loud he spoke. He was about souls being saved and people knowing that there was a real God that cared and loved them. And he became very passionate about those times when he hit the platform. You would talk to Billy Graham off the platform, and he wouldn't talk to you yelling and screaming. I've heard his interviews. But when the spirit came upon Billy Graham, he became a whole other person. I was a quiet person. But then when the spirit of God came upon me, something began to open up, release my voice. I became a different person. When you understand the authority that you have that God's given you, you're not going to sound the same as somebody who doesn't understand their authority that they have in the kingdom of God. When you're given a taste of something and you taste it for the first time and it tastes good, you want more of it. You want more of it. And I've tasted the goodness of God. And I've seen the miracles. And I've seen God come in. I just saw this past week with my dad. So as I come up here to preach or to minister, those are the things that run through my mind. That God is a God of miracles and signs and wonders. He is a God that is still acting and doing things outwardly. Let me tell you what James says. James says this very clearly. I, I, and, you know, the Lord gives, was giving me things as I was, I was sitting there in worship today. So just be patient for a minute with me. <laughs> I know I have it here. <laughs> James talks about this, and it was so good. Come on, Jesus. It must be in my notes. I go back and forth. Here it is. So James talks about this in 122 through 25. You know, James, he was murdered because of what he believed in, and he stood for the truth of God. And this is what James says, because he was very passionate about the things of God. And he says, James 122 through 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately and forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So it's not just hearing the word of God. It's actually applying and doing the word of God. It's doing the word of God. We, we talk about these things, but we need to begin to do them. Because as we do them as ambassadors of Christ, as we begin to do them, then the world begins to look at the kingdom of God differently. Right now is the perfect time for us to give glory and honor to God through the things that we're doing. We have the perfect timing. People are hungry, naturally and in the spirit. People are hopeless right now. People have believed lies. I, 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 I'm telling you the truth. I've heard so many stories this past week of people that are in so much fear. I mean, crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, there's a warrior inside of us that wants to come out and wants to begin to work in us that we were never meant, Ramahashati, we were never meant just to sit down and take the attack and agree with the enemy. We were not created that way. We were always meant to speak life and to begin to th grab things in the atmosphere. Ramahashati, Rabroshati. I have like so much scripture here, so I want to. 
It says here, this is what's happening to people through this whole attack. In John 8, 44, you are the father of the devil and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth. Because there is no truth in him, when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he's a liar and the father of lies. We have to stop believing the lies because his character has always been to kill, steal, and destroy us all the time. That's what this disease is. That's what it's trying to do. But God is still being glorified and honored through this process. And let me tell you why. Because the, the, hot, the, the places are being shut down for the abortion centers. There's less babies being killed right now. And, I, and I'm not that kind of person that gives into politics and all that. But there's good in every bad thing. There's good in it. And God comes in and shows his face through the most horrible things and says, I'm here. I didn't leave you. I'm showing up for you. There's things God's trying to do right now. Can I get Peter to come up here? There's things try that God's trying to do right now. He's at work. We were singing about it this morning. Even when I don't think you're doing something, even when I don't see it with my own eyes, you're still doing something. We had this, uh, we had this encounter on Thursday, me and Peter, and it was so awesome. And I want Peter to come up here and share. It was during our worship in the word. And I really believe this is what God is doing right now. So I want him to share. So like she said, uh, it was during worship in the word and, uh, and the spirit was moving like crazy, amazing. And uh, I began to close my eyes and uh, I saw a vision of like some old ancient gates and um, they were like, they look kind of beaten up, but at the same time you could tell they were like really royal. Like they had like that ancient look on them. And um, I saw the gate kind of like opening and closing. Like, you know, like when a door is kind of o- left open and where it's kind of teetering back and forth and and. I saw this light coming from from the crack of the door where it was open at from the gate, and uh, as I uh, as I kept on seeing it open and close, it kind of the light would come out, come in, and then it would kind of close, and then all of a sudden I saw the the, the father in the vision. I, I knew it was the father, and I saw his foot in a, and he was wearing like an old, I don't know, like an archer, like I don't know how like a, I think of like Robin Hood or like that that kind of boot. And he had, he had that kind of shoe on, and I saw him, like, step, and he stopped. He stopped the gate from shimmying back and forth. And as he did that, he stopped the gate, and then I saw his foot. He Then he kicked open the gate that we kept on going, uh, closing open and closed, and the gate opened up wide, and then all of a sudden, this light that came in, and it was, like, so bright. And um, in, I, I started singing this song, uh, he started giving me the words and he says, as we live in the light, then the light gets brighter. So, um, as, as I began to sing that all of a sudden the light began, began to get so bright, like where you couldn't even see, but living in the light is where we have to live, live in. So that's kind of what I saw on that Thursday, Thursday night. (laughs) Thank you. So as Peter's encountering this whole light thing. I'm sitting down in worship, and this bright, bright light shines on my face. And as I'm seeing it, he's seeing it, and he's singing it into existence, into the atmosphere as he's seeing it. Peter saw gates, saw gate. I saw ancient doors. And so I started asking the Lord about this. I was like, how did Peter see gates? But I saw ancient doors. I was like, how does this even come together, right? So let's go to Psalms 24. I want, you, I want to show you the very moment where we're at with the Lord right now and how the Lord's coming in. We're going to start reading from verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. See, we have to say this to ourselves. Let's say it again. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. 
everything on the earth belongs to the Lord. The world and all its people belong to him. Let's say that again. The world and all his people belong to him. Not to the enemy, not to the devil. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, <laughs> who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Then let's go to seven. I thought it was so cool. It was verse seven, right? The completion of things. And it says, open up ancient gates. And he says it with, let me say the way that it's written, okay? Because I don't want to miss this. Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors. And let the king of glory come in. Some of your verses may say, enter in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord invincible in battle. We're talking about the warrior within. Invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors. And let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. <laughs> he is the king of glory. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm reading that, and I'm like, that's why Peter saw the gates, and I saw the doors. They were both the same thing, but it was all about the Lord coming in and his glory coming in. The light that we saw represented the glory of the Lord, and the Lord is trying to come in. And, I, and when I saw the light, I stepped into this thing, and I began to see the ancient doors. And there's a place in heaven where there's ancient doors that you can go into. I, I went there like years ago, and I walked in, and the doors opened up, and there was ancient tools sitting on the table. And these ancient tools that I saw were from generals and people from times before, maybe from some of the disciples, of tools the Lord had given them years ago. So that way when it came time to fight the battle, they would be prepared. He has given us what we need this season to fight the battle for the warrior within you and me to begin to rise up and not to agree with the enemy anymore, but to begin to speak truth and to begin to do what the word of God says. Amen. You know, <laughs> my spirit is like running, but I know what I want to say out of my mouth. <laughs> but the 420, Pete, can you say it? He is not a God of talk, but a God of power. If he's a God of, of not of talking, if he's a God of power, then what makes us? We can't be just of talk, but we have to begin to move in power just like he did. To heal the sick, to raise the dead, to begin to move in action of what his word has already told us of what to do. We've already, given our, we've already been given our assignment. We're actually on delay because we haven't responded to what God has told us to do. Okay. Now we've got to catch up with Holy Spirit and the Lord now. <laughs> so I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, you know, there's always a flip side to everything. We're talking about, on verse 4, only those whose hands and hearts are pure. And they've been telling us, Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. The purity comes from God. And we're trying to make something happen in the natural that only God could do. And I go even further. And you know that the biblical meaning of 20? Rabashiti. 
It means a completion. We always hear about seven, but we never hear about 20. And 20 is a completion of things. I really believe right now that people are in a battle with themselves of how they're believing right now. They're being tested. They're going through a process right now. Peter went through the process. Peter went from denying Jesus to going and proclaiming the kingdom, to getting locked up, to coming out, meaning, you know what I'm saying? God restored him back for the three times he denied him. He went through a, pro a growth process with the Lord. And I think about Peter's life, and I'm like, this is where we're at in the body right now. We're being processed. We're going through a process. And God is saying, look, this whole hand-washing thing, see me in it. When am I speaking through it? And it means a completion of cycles. There's patterns in our life that are coming to a completion that God doesn't want you to run around the mountain 40 more years as the people did in the word of God. And he wants you to stop and listen to what Holy Spirit is saying and get yourself out of those patterns and out of those cycles because it's time for them to be completed. Wash your hand, 20 seconds. 20. Well, there's a completion God's trying to do in the whole world right now. That's why the whole world is putting their hands under trying to purify something that only God can purify. He is the purity. He is the purifier. By his blood, we're purified. And we're still trying and trying and trying, and your hands are, like, getting all nasty, you know? And yet he's already done it for us. The blood is sufficient for COVID-19. The blood is sufficient for the flu. The blood is sufficient for cancer. The blood is sufficient for every disease and every attack of the enemy. There's a warrior inside of you. But what are we speaking out of our mouth? Are we speaking truth? And once we hear the truth, are we doing it? Because it's not just hearing the truth of God and who he is, but it's an application and a doing of the word of God. There are people out there dying. I had a lady come into the pantry the other day. She had cancer. She could barely walk this poor woman. She was coming in asking for food. Do you think that a person who's battling cancer wants to come in and ask for food? You think that her body feels well enough to even come in those doors? Do you think with all this craziness being said out and through media that a cancer patient should even be at anywhere but her house? And I said, God, if you had this woman come in today to hear your truth, that we could pray with her to show her who you are, then we're going to step out and the warrior within us is going to speak healing over this woman. And we're going to speak truth over her. And we're going to ask God to come in and heal her and to bring breakthrough to her in her life and whatever she needs, not just the sickness, but to heal her in her in places other than just this attack of the sickness. Oh, Jesus. We prayed over her, and she just started to weep. I believe something happened inside of her that day. I don't have to know the after effects of things. You don't have to know the after effects of things. So many people concentrate on how people perceived you or if people got healed. or That's not our place. Our place is just to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, to do what Holy Spirit is saying to do. And after that, we walk away and God does the rest. We are not the healer. He is the healer. We are not the ones that cleanse people. He's the cleanser. And we try to make it about us that we're the ones that do everything. No, he's the one that does everything. He gets the honor. He gets the glory in all things. We are just a vessel that says yes to him and does what he asks us to do. And then we have to learn to walk away and let Jesus do the rest. We've got to give him room to work. So the ancient gates are open. The ancient doors are, are coming open. And when the ancient gates and the ancient doors come open, it's because God's glory is going to come in. And there's going to be power that's going to be demonstrated. And there's going to be signs and miracles that are going to happen. Because let me tell you, 
I was in that situation with that light, and whether I wanted to or not, I couldn't even move. When the glory of God truly comes into place, you can't move and you can't speak because your spirit beckons unto the authority of heaven. And you can't speak or say anything. Your opinions at that point don't even matter anymore. Your process of your mind doesn't matter anymore at that point. When the true heavens and the glory come into a place, you just want to, you're just in awe of Him. You're just in awe of God. We're just going to end. You know, somebody brought me this thing, and I just want to pray over you. If we could stand. I'm going to say this prayer over you that somebody brought this morning. And it's called the warrior's prayer. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the the girdle of truth. May I stand firm in the truth of your word. So I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. May it guard my heart from evil. So I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace that I may stand firm in the good news of the gospel. So your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, and deceit. So I will not be vulnerable to spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation, God, that I may keep my mind focused on you. No, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of the spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. And by faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God, and I'm prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen.